This morning I want to speak a little differently today. Um, I am not going to have a scripture verse at all. So Larry is taking a day off back there um, in the projector. But I believe I'm going to, um, but everything I believe is biblically based. <laughs> I'm not going off base here. You can judge it. And I wish that you would. But I, I want to speak more in a form of a parable today or the form of a story. Um, first of all, I think we all want our lives to be effective. I think every one of us in this room here um, is motivated by, being, by wanting to be effective. Nobody wants to be useless, I don't believe. I think we all have a desire to be effective. So let me give you a little word picture this morning uh, as to what I feel will help us learn how to be a little bit more effective maybe in our life and in our purpose for living. So in this word picture, imagine with me here that everyone in this church belongs, is belonging to a, health, a fitness center, a health club. Okay, We're all members of a health club. And this health club has all kinds of weight machines and various kinds of aerobic machines. And it, it will provide us everything we need to get into the best physical condition that we possibly can with the goal that we have to is to get our body into that condition so that we can live a long, healthy, and productive life. That's our goal. Our goal is to live a long, healthy, and productive life. Also that comes with this weight room or this fitness center is a personal trainer. And this trainer is available for those that need a little extra motivation, maybe to get started or maybe to stay motivated along the way. This personal trainer is highly skilled, highly trained, and he, his purpose is to help the workouts be the most effective they can be. Not only is he trained in physical exercise, but he's also a good dietitian, And he stresses to the members of the fitness club that it's just not what you do while you're at the fitness club that matters, but it's what you do when you're not there. In other words, what are you eating? He also understands the importance of good sleep habits. He understands that it's important that we take care of our body in all ways so that we can be effective while we're working out and getting the benefits of the workout. So he stresses good eating habits. He stresses good sleep habits and that we maintain good priorities um, in our daily activities so that we don't waste our time on things that are not putting us towards our goal. And again, what is our goal? To live a long, healthy, and productive life. All right? So for the sake of this analogy, I wish that you would agree with me this morning that in order for the person to reach that life or that goal of living a long and healthy and productive life, that they must follow the instructions of the trainer and not be able to make up their own rules or to find shortcuts. All right? So that's the rules. So in this word picture... What do you expect then for the people in that health club to be doing? All right, so let's look at that. I see three basic people types and combinations thereof. But person A, this is the person that goes into the fitness center with the mindset that he's all in, that he understands what's required and he, only, and he also understands that the only way to get the results, and that is to attain his goal, 
is to be consistent in his attendance and participation at the health center, that he's diligent in his workouts, that he's expecting to see results, that he's willing to listen to the personal trainer for workout advice and and maybe learning new and better ways to, to work out, that this person is also disciplined in his daily eating habits and is careful that what he eats doesn't waste the workout that he just had. He just doesn't put, he just burned off a bunch of calories. He just doesn't go eat junk food and just put all the calories back in. That he's, um, he spends his time wisely. He gets good rest. He makes good life choices, daily choices of life. And he's willing to help others as well that may be struggling while at the fitness center or maybe while he sees throughout the rest of his life. Basically, Person A sees this as a lifestyle of consistency and steady living. It becomes his lifestyle. It doesn't just become what he thinks or what he believes. It becomes his lifestyle. This person will more than likely achieve the results he's attaining for, and he probably will live that long, healthy, and productive life because of the good choices that he's making along the way. All right, that's person A. Person B, another person that says, yeah, I'm in. I'm into all this. And he, and, he, and he also goes to the fitness center and he gets a good start. But maybe he isn't as convinced that he needs to be there on a regular basis or really have to follow the instructions of the trainer to the letter of the law. Maybe he thinks that he has other little things he can do. So he goes, so this person goes in spurts. When he's there, he works hard, he gets a good workout, and he sure looks the part while he's at the health club. I mean, he's sweating a lot, he's puffing and panting, he's working hard with the rest of the group, and, and you know, when the trainer looks at him, he works really hard, you know, he's really putting on all the effort, and he's really enjoying it when he's there. It's awesome, he loves it. He feels great when he leaves. But after he leaves, his daily diet isn't so good. He, uh, he eats a lot of junk food. He loves McDonald's, and Doritos, and, you know, chips, and, and he loves that stuff. And, and he doesn't have the discipline in his daily life to watch what he eats, and so he fills up on food that is not only bad for him, but it lacks in the nutrients that his body needs to have to continue to build muscle and to burn fat. He doesn't get good sleep either. He, he, and when he's awake, he spends his time maybe on not the best things. He doesn't recognize how important sleep is and good sleep. And so when he's awake, and when he's awake, he doesn't always make the wisest choices. And so by the time he comes back into the fitness center, his body is malnutritioned and he's tired because he hasn't taken good time for his own personal rest. The workouts then only get harder and harder because his body isn't fueled up and it, and it isn't rested up. So after a while, the workouts become drudgery and they become very stressful and very strained. And he gets more and more upset at the trainer because the trainer keeps telling him the right things he should be doing, but it's hard and he doesn't like to hear it. And more importantly, he doesn't want to do it. He just wants the results. He wants to live a long and healthy and productive life, but he's really not willing to put in the effort. Eventually, this person will either quit coming to the fitness center 
Or he'll try to find a different trainer that doesn't require so much out of him. But yet, that he wants that trainer to tell him, good job. You're going to make it. You're going to live that long and healthy, productive life. And, and, and so, but yet, maybe he's not really willing to put like person A is. Now we have person C. Person C is another person that goes to the fitness center on a regular basis. I mean, he is there every time the, the fitness center doors are open. He's there. But he never really wants to do anything when he gets there. He wants to be part of the group. He wants to have the results. But for some reason, he thinks that he can gain all the benefits without having to put in the work and the effort. Somehow he thinks that just having a membership at the fitness center automatically will give him a long, healthy, and productive life. I mean, he really likes coming to the fitness center, but thinks that his only obligation to it is to pay his membership dues. He really doesn't have any time to put effort into it. His diet is questionable. He may go in streaks in eating healthy, and quite often, but, but quite often finds himself eating on a binge where he'll just go crazy with some junk food. And all the time, what he's really looking for is that diet pill, that new weight loss pill, that I can take this pill and eat whatever I want, but the pill will burn the fat. He's very religious about coming to the fitness center, but more for the coffee and the donuts. And because his friends are there and he wants to hang with his friends. He hears and listens to what the trainer is saying as good stuff, but just not for him. For some reason, he doesn't need to have to work out because he's just fine the way he is. This person, due to his inactivity, will not be in the best shape, and he knows it. But he will justify to himself that he's okay. And after a while, he really begins to believe it. He will say things like, uh, I'm okay with my body. I'm at peace with who I am. I'm just the way God made me. Or I've been coming to this fitness center so long, I must be okay. And then I'm sure that there is a combination of all three of these personalities. And the reason for this word picture today is to try to help us see ourselves and where we are at in our striving to live a long, healthy, and productive life. So let's look at the evidence of these lifestyles. There is evidence in the life of every one or of those we just described that will reveal how each person is progressing toward their goal. And the question is, will each person look at themselves honestly and see themselves while they have the time to make the corrections and actually make the goal? Will we, will they look at the evidence of their life? But what are, what's some of the evidence? Person A. Person A will have the most obvious benefits to good regular exercise and a good consistent diet, and a consistent diet. He'll feel good and he'll look good. And it will be clear to those around him that he is living what he's talking, and it shows. Pretty obvious. Person B may have spurts of health. He certainly feels good at certain times, but, but 
by not being diligent in what he puts into his body and not being consistent in his workouts, he will see and feel the obvious results of his inconsistency. He will have ups and downs in his life. He'll be high and then low. And all those around him will also see that. Person C, well, he'll do his best to dress and play the part, but because he doesn't do anything while he's there, he will be in the worst shape and pretty obvious to himself and to those all around him. But yet he claims to be there, and what he does and what he says and what he does are not the same thing. However, because of his justification mode, he may think that just by being there enough, he'll be able to fool the people around him, including himself. So of all these people, of person A, person B, or person C, with what we know so far, which one of them do you think will have the best chance of attaining the goal of a good life, a long, healthy, productive life? But before you answer that question, there's other things we have to consider. Something else that we have to realize is that all of these people live in the same world, meaning they are all exposed to the same outside influences. They all have bills to pay. They all have jobs and careers to attend to. They all have social interaction and associated peer pressures to deal with. They all have temptations to, to give up or to look for shortcuts or to maybe even compromise the goal. They all are exposed to the same viruses and germs of sickness. Basically, they all have to live in the same conditions, and many of those conditions are out of their control. So they're all on the same playing field. Clearly, their life choices will be different. And according to the evidence, it will show that they're making different life choices. But they all have a variety of external influences that are, that are going to impact them on their journey to attaining their goal of a long, healthy, and productive life. See, they're all going to receive, they're all going to be part of struggles. Life is not going to be fair to any of them. The rain falls on the just and the unjust. It's not going to make a difference who they are. They're still going to have the same level of pressures. Now, again, let me ask a question. Who do you think will be best prepared to handle the pressures? Person A, person B, or person C? But then there are those self-inflicted issues that we all run into. Those self-inflicted issues can be things that we bring on ourselves. Can I say that? Can I suggest that maybe we bring on some problems of our own? That maybe aren't coming from someplace out of our control? That maybe if we were to have made a better choice, maybe that problem wouldn't be in our life today? Yeah. So let's look at person A. Person A in that scenario probably doesn't have a lot of self-inflicted issues. Think about it. He's diligent in his attendance at the club. He listens to the trainer. He's good with his diet. He gets good sleep. He takes care of himself. He's doing what's expected of him, and he's doing a good job of it. 
So probably person A is probably pretty good when it comes to self-inflicted issues. Even though he's not perfect, but he's probably pretty good at it. Avoiding those self-inflicted issues. But let's look at persons B and person C. And what some of their their self-inflicted issues may be. See, because if you're not consistent on some things, maybe in that inconsistency, maybe you're inviting problems. Maybe those people, when they go, maybe when they don't listen to the trainer about good diet, maybe they're going to have some health-related issues. Maybe they're going to have some blood pressure issues, some sugar issues, some health, some weight issues. The weight issues bring on some joint issues. I'm just, I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, that maybe they're not going to get, you know, by not getting good sleep, maybe they're going to get themselves in a not best frame of mind when it comes to being alert and sharp, making the best choices, maybe the the best business choices on a job because they're tired. Or more importantly, if they're a driver of a vehicle, maybe they'll fall asleep at the wheel. Maybe they will inflict personal injury to themselves when they do come back to the club because in their inconsistency of being there, their muscles aren't tuned up. Doing the right thing, coming back into the club and working out, but because they haven't been there consistently and they don't stretch out properly, they're going to pull a muscle or they're going to deal with muscle soreness that they wouldn't have if they were there on a regular basis. Again, self-inflicted injury, self-inflicted pain that they wouldn't have if they were consistently working out. And there's probably a host of other issues that that persons B and C will have that probably person A may not have because of the difference in life choices. And the point here is that we often will avoid self-reflection if if we know that it's going to bring us stress or strife in our life, that we will typically look for an out. If person B or C could just see from, their, from, their, uh, from an accountability perspective and the fact that, that actions or inactions have associated consequence, then maybe they could have a better chance in dealing with some of the future issues that, they're gonna, that are going to come their way based on their choices to make. Wow. Something to think about, isn't it? Something to think about. Now, I'm not saying that person A is a perfect person or that he can even begin to live a perfect life. The only reason person A is doing better towards attaining his goal is that he is a person that is willing to put into action what he knows is the right thing to do. He's willing to hear and do. For example, I see person A doing some of the following things in order to attain his goal. He's keeping his focus on the personal trainer and following his example more than watching other people around him. Very important that he maintains his focus on the trainer and not compare himself to the guy working out next to him. He avoids so much unnecessary controversy and conflict when he doesn't worry about the guy next to him. He is focusing on the trainer. There may be those that come to the fitness center maybe with a better way 
than what the trainer is describing or prescribing for him. But because of the focus that person A has on the trainer and the manual that the trainer gives, the instructions, that he's avoiding unnecessary setbacks and potential injuries if he were to listen to another way, another trainer. Because he's committed and he's focused on the trainer of good, solid habits. That he protects himself from all other kinds of potential issues. He recognizes another thing that he does is that he recognizes how important it is to submit to the trainer who knows more than he does. And he's willing to come under his direction. He's not arrogantly running ahead of the trainer thinking he's got a better way. Rather, he listens to the instruction that the trainer may give him on a new workout concept. Maybe a new machine comes into the, into, into the workout facility, and rather than just getting on the machine and running, 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 or doing what he thinks to work it out, he listens and gets good instruction, and therefore protects himself from further injury. He trusts the trainer to give him good advice. And believing that they're on the same team, they're working towards a common goal. There's unity there. By staying in focus on what the trainer is instructing him, he accomplishes a number of positive things in his life. Number one, he avoids careless and unnecessary injury. Sometimes even the good things that we do can cause injury if we're not careful, if we're not learning how to do the good things. He finds himself getting better in shape Every day, and he sees progressive improvement both in and out of the fitness center. He sees improvements in his life. And he doesn't mind being challenged by the trainer to keep pushing on and working harder because he sees it is the only way that he is going to reach his goal of living a long life, a healthy life, and a productive life. So he doesn't mind being challenged. He doesn't mind the trainer coming alongside and say, come on, one more set. One more, one more round, a little bit more, because he sees he's on the same team. And then after that, he sees that he's able to run farther and lift more as he progresses in his, in his workout regime. And this allows his life to be more effective outside of the fitness center. He becomes a positive and effective role model to others around him that also want to have what he has. And his example is evident by what they see and not just what they hear. Because they're seeing a man put into action something that has given positive results. So in summary of his consistent, focused, diligent, and disciplined lifestyle and choices, he's better able to handle all of the external life issues that may come his way that are out of his control. He will be more resistant to germs and viruses A healthy person is better able to recover from sickness and injury. He won't be so quickly sidetracked into other fads and 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 anything that would be promising him an easier or a less demanding way, which in the end is probably going to cause him setback and disappointment. See, there are many quick-fit schemes out there that are preying on individuals that, that just want the results but not willing to put the work in. They want the quick pill. They want it. And all of which are unable to produce the desired result, leaving the pre-people confused, leaving them bitter, angry, hurt, and not in good shape. So person A 
because of these good choices, he's able to share his experience by showing them, people around him, the evidence of his life and then helping others to also make right choices. And then he will lead them to the trainer that has been leading him. And he will help those in the community, whether in the workout facility or in the community that he lives, he will help the whole community get healthier because he's providing a good role model and he's teaching them and he's willing to take the, take the time. Now, I don't think we need to take the time this morning to go down and describe all the pitfalls and the persons that B and C are going to face other than to say that we know they're going to. There's a few. Their life of inconsistency will only breed a result of inconsistency and little to nothing of long-term value will be produced. They will have many starts and stops, many false hopes that will be dashed because their life choices are not based on listening and trusting the trainer. The evidence of their life will lead others astray and thus they will find themselves busy comparing themselves to other people And as a result, their life will be up and down as people fail them all the time around them. They may have seasons of perceived productivity, but as soon as a trainer brings new challenges of a better way, they revert back to comparing themselves to others and justify their choices of being better than others around them, and thus they lose out on the better thing the trainer has for them. So this morning, as we wrap up this analogy... It's important that we understand that there are different people at different levels of physical fitness that need to be trained differently as well. And I think this is very important. The trainer, this is not a one-size-fits-all. The trainer understands that he has somebody coming in at a starting position and somebody midway and somebody post-way through their process. And he, he adjusts the workout appropriately but he doesn't adjust the goal. So the personal trainer sees that, sees that and he's careful to prescribe the right level of work out to each individual person while always keeping a long-term goal in mind, and that is to live a long, healthy, and productive life. So the trainer sets out carefully with each individual to define an appropriate starting point and a progressionary plan to work with each individual according to where they're starting at and where they're at today. But what's so important is that just because a person is starting at a different point, the end result is still the same. He doesn't change the goal to meet the person. Rather, he changes the person to meet the goal. Do you hear that? A good trainer doesn't change the goal to meet the person. He helps the person change to meet the goal. It's so tempting to compromise the goal when we see people that are so far away from it. So far away from attaining the goal. So what it's easier to do is come back and compromise the goal than it is to work with the person. And that would be foolhardy and not in the person's best interest because at the end of the life, the trainer would have only let that person down. The trainer would only have let that person down if at the end of that life the person doesn't have a long, healthy, and productive life because the trainer was willing to compromise the workout. So this morning as we take this and and try to apply this to our spiritual lives, I trust that throughout reading or hearing this corollary you've been able to see some things 
Let me just explain a little bit. The trainer here is Jesus Christ and those that he has entrusted as spiritual leaders. The fitness center is the church body and what gathers to strengthen in the church body, the people that gather. The persons A, B, and C are you and us, combinations of us. We fit into those categories some way. The dietary choices in life is the word of God and prayer versus the junk food of worldly passions and other things that we consume to fill our life. Developing good sleep habits are making wise personal life choices and having godly priorities. Our lives are our daily lives outside the church where we live Monday through Saturday. The challenges that come from the trainer are designed to strengthen our spiritual walk so that we can be ready and more able to stand against the warfare of the devil who is seeking to destroy God's faithful people. And the evidence that we have been faithfully and committed to the fitness center and to living out what the trainer has challenged us is a life that is pleasing to God and one that is consistent with his word so that people see Jesus in us and that they also want what we have. Our evidence should be so enticing to the world around us so that they also want it and that we are ready and able to share the experience and the truth of God's fitness center with them at all times. And the goal of living a long, healthy, and productive life is living a life pleasing to God so that in the end we will hear him say, Well done, thou good and faithful. So what do we do with this this morning? Well, we can either take this as an interesting story, but not really applying it to our lives, or we can ask the Holy Spirit to bring revelation in our lives where it's appropriate. Where do I see me? Let's, let's, let's ask the Holy Spirit to do that this morning. Let, let's pray and ask God that He would reveal in our lives where we stand and where He stands in our life choices. Let me ask you some questions this morning. Jackie, would you come, please? Let me ask you a few questions this morning regarding this little parable, this little story. Is Jesus your personal trainer? Are you allowing him to guide you and train you and to teach you? Do you want that this morning? Do, do you want him in your life this morning? Would you stand with me, please? And, and uh, hold on to the chair ahead of you and close your eyes so you don't fall down. And as we, as we listen to these questions, I, I just ask you to be challenged. and Allow the Holy Spirit to bring in revelation potentially in your heart. Do you want that this morning? Or are you comfortable in the position that you're in? Are you comfortable in the person that you are? I think if we're all honest, we'll see ourselves needing a motivator to come into our lives on a regular basis, to keep prodding us on to living a life sold out for Jesus. Nothing less is going to be enough, folks. Listen, nothing less is going to be enough. The question is, can I receive that this morning or am I just going to go to the fitness center thinking that that's going to be enough? Person A is the person we need to have the commitment of. We need to be going into this thing all in. All in. All in. I'm not going into this thing to get half fit. 
I'm not going in this thing to look good in my uniform. I'm going all in. There are no shortcuts. And it's not going to help yourself to compare yourself to other people. I know how tempting that is. I know how tempting it is for me to compare myself against other pastors. About what do you preach about? Are you challenging your people? Or are you just giving them a happy message that brings back more people next week and a bigger offering? And are you challenging yourself or are you comparing yourselves to people that go to churches that aren't being challenged? Thinking that, well, why, why do I have to be challenged if they don't? What we don't know, folks, there's two things we don't know. First of all, we don't really know what that person's doing. Maybe that person's more committed to the trainer than maybe what you think. Or maybe that person is, isn't even on the road of training. You don't know. So you can't compare yourself. It doesn't do any good to compare yourself to other people. There are no shortcuts. The only truth is the Word of God and living a full commitment and abandoned to, to Jesus and to Him. So let me ask you this morning, where are you at this morning? Where are you at? Maybe you're just at the beginning of this. Maybe you even haven't started this yet. And maybe you are just needing to take baby steps. And that's good. That's okay. Just take them. Or maybe you've been along in this path a long time and you need a little motivator to, to get a little bit more healthy. That's okay too. Just do it. I just pray that nobody here is a, is a person see person. That nobody here thinks that I just have to come and show up and I'm going to be okay. I pray that the Lord will give you revelation into who you are this morning. Father, I come before you in Jesus' name. Lord, and I ask you to use this little story, this little parable. God, I pray that it would bring truth home to us this morning, that we would see ourselves. God, that we would be honest with ourselves, that we would want you only, and nothing else above you would come into a conflict in our life. God, I pray that you would just open up our hearts and our eyes. And, and all the songs that we sang this morning were all about how we're sold out to you, how we are so giving ourselves to you. But Jesus, are we really? Are we really? I pray, God, that you would just bring an urgency in our hearts and our lives. Lord, the time is short. The time is short and getting shorter every day. That's a fact. So, God, I pray that you would just give us a sense of urgency and a sense of passion to come all into you, to leave it all on the training floor, Father, that we would listen to Jesus, our trainer, and that we would say, Jesus, whatever you say, whatever you want, I'll do it. Whatever it is, I'll do it. And give us the ability, Father, by the power of the Holy Spirit to do that under your authority, under your provision, under your strength, for your glory. In Jesus' name. Now go with us today as we go to our homes. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.